0: Borealis Entertainment presents Get Lost So You Can Find Your Way Home, a podcast memoir by M.K. Lott. So, I had a thought cross my mind the other day. I have not actually explained what hypnotherapy is good for. Like, in detail. I mean, sure, I tell stories that occasionally show it in action, but... I had the realization that not everybody wants to go to hypnotherapists because they don't know why they would go to a hypnotherapist in the first place and i wanted to take the time to really explain when you should go to a hypnotherapist why you should go and really solidify that by kind of highlighting the top three reasons why people tend to go to hypnotherapists in the first place so first things first what would be a good reason to go to a hypnotherapist well By law in the United States, and this came from California, which then kind of bled in different ways into the rest of the states, hypnotherapy can be used for vocational and or avocational self-improvement. And this usually translates itself into healthier habits, mindset changes, confidence boosts, and even more radical things like lucid dreaming and pain management. In fact, one of my favorite stories from when I was in school for hypnotherapy was one of my professors had a client who was allergic to anesthesia and they were about to get dental work done i think it was like a they were either going to get a crown or it was going to be a root canal but before before the appointment he called my professor and asked if he could be hypnotized to manage the pain so the hypnotherapist came in and he was completely hypnotized during the whole process and I don't think he completely diminished the pain where he couldn't feel anything, but the pain was tolerable, which for anybody who's been to the dentist knows, dental pain is not tolerable. It's like one of the most painful things you can experience. So the client walked away with a newer, better mouth, the hypnotherapist walked away doing his job and the dentist walked away trying to figure out what the hell just happened. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use hypnotherapy. But there really does come a time when everybody, myself included, have to tuck in my tail, uh, so to speak, and say, yeah, I'm not that kind of therapist. And that's almost always referring to either relationships and interactions with others, or mental and psychological disorders. like. There's a, uh, what we call the C word in hypnotherapy that we never use. We never use the C word and the C word is cure. Hypnotherapy does not cure things. I mean, some hypnotherapists are even hesitant about using the word treat. Like they don't necessarily treat things. We just help change and regulate things. I think that would be the best way to describe it, but you know, those previous things that I had mentioned are kind of best left in the hands of either a psychotherapist or a licensed marriage and family counselor or a psychiatrist, something kind of along those lines. And that's not to discredit hypnotherapists, it's just more of a matter of who the right person is to go to based on what you wanna work on. So, you know, if somebody comes up to me and says, I have a really bad time with nail biting, can you help with that? I could say, yes, I can help you change the habit of biting your nails. But if they came up to me and said, you know, I struggle with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or psychosis or something like that, and I need help, can you help me? That's when I have to say, unfortunately, that's out of my expertise, but I can give you a list of referrals or references that would be better for you. That's kind of how a hypnotherapist has to manage the territory, you know, and that's not to say that. Hypnotherapists don't know what they're doing. I'm not saying that to discredit again, but I usually think of it as if you need brain surgery, would you go to a heart surgeon and have your logic be, well, you're a surgeon. So work on my brain. No, right. Obviously, of course not. You wouldn't have a surgeon, even though he is a surgeon, step out of his specialty to work on something right? So at the end of the day, it's not a matter of getting whoever because they have the title, it's a matter of getting the right specialty. So now that that's been clarified, I want to break down a look at the top three examples of why people tend to go to hypnotherapy. And for anybody who's interested in going to hypnotherapy school or becoming a hypnotherapist yourself, this is like the holy trinity of clients. Most of the time, the clients are gonna get, are going to fit into one of these categories in some way, shape, or form. So the first biggest reason why people go to see a hypnotherapist is, and I'm gonna kind of clump these two things together, stress and anxiety management. This is my specialty, and it's my specialty because of how common these two things are. Yes, the other two things are also common, don't get me wrong but anxiety in this day and age, especially after the pandemic, is something of a buzzword, to say the least. And stress, let's be honest, is inevitable in life, right? You're gonna have financial hardships. You're gonna have pressure to perform well at work. Even deciding to propose to a partner can be stressful. Now, I've also heard the idea that there's a difference between good stress and bad stress. I'll need to look into that before I comment on it, and that actually may be a good idea for an episode in the future. But that's basically a segue to explain that a lot of what goes into the effects of stress is a matter of interpreting the situation, and the same thing applies to anxiety. Like imagine you're having to drop your kids off at school if you have kids, and you're dealing with lousy weather, you know, maybe it's snowing, there is just this crazy snow day, and because of those two things, you're almost definitely going to be late to work, all of that is a stressful situation. And of course your anxiety is gonna be up the roof. But typically, that kind of stressful thinking can be trumped by just reprioritizing where your mind goes. Now, it's a lot easier to say that than to do that. I am guilty of that. My clients obviously are guilty of that. Everybody's guilty of that. But introducing that concept is the first step. So for example, That could be a switch from thinking how irritating and shitty your circumstances are to what I tend to do, which is writing or typing out a list of all the things you're grateful for. Now, you could even gamify this by trying to get as many as you can before your kids leave the car, or before you get to work, or da-da-da-da-da, or something like that. The trick is to change your conditioning so you slowly pivot to where that's your go-to way of thinking. Now again, gratitude is not a cure. It's just a redirection, right? Gratitude is not going to change the weather. It's not going to get your kids to quiet down. Maybe they're those kinds of kids. If that's the case, then you lucky son of a bitch. (laughs) And gratitude obviously is not gonna reverse time so you can show up to work punctually, but What you're doing when you're trying to list these things of gratitude is now you're focusing on the things that you like, the things that you're thankful for, the things that make you happy, the things that put a smile on your face. Instead of thinking, my situation is the worst on the planet. Now you get to think about all the other stuff that happens. Again, easier said than done, but it's a habit that you have to condition over time. And thanks to tools like hypnotherapy, changing those habitual thoughts will adjust over time. And the good news, it'll be done in significantly less time than it would be without those tools. Now, reason number two why people go to hypnotherapists is weight loss. So the dilemma with this is anybody can pick up a fad diet or go to the gym or do the usual things that people do to lose weight. Hiring a personal trainer is a really common thing that people do to kind of jumpstart them to go to the gym. Another one is New Year's resolutions, which always work. (laughs) And I've even heard some people actually get a job or a side hustle at a gym just to get the free membership and motivate themselves to go because now they don't have to pay for anything. But typically the biggest conflict that comes with those is the lack of permanence with trendy weight loss solutions. Like if you don't change your habits, the body will go back into a state of homeostasis, which is basically whatever the habits were before the trendy solution in fact and this study made me hate reality tv permanently but there's a study about what happened to the contestants on a show called the biggest loser which is all about you know highly highly overweight and obese people making that change and losing weight so now they're you know better than ever They, I think it was about five or six years later, they found these contestants again and weighed them and tried to look at their eating habits, their health, so to speak. And what they found was not all of them, but more than half either regained the weight or they were actually more overweight than they were than when they started the show. All that to say, what they did on the show didn't actually work. It just was good television and it causes a lot of them to relapse and relapse hard. That's the problem with trendy solutions. You don't actually fix the cause. And if you don't do those things, then it will actually, I think, mentally amplify the feeling of being stuck and the feeling of hopelessness, which is not what you want, right? But what hypnotherapy does is it helps the client fix those habits by subconsciously changing the programming. Meaning it can actually help with cravings and eating or exercising habits of the person without necessarily the appeal of something new and exciting. You change the long-term conditioning instead of the whole shiny object syndrome, which is something that I heard a lot in entrepreneurship. In addition to the usual bringing somebody under hypnosis and giving them solid suggestions. Another really good way of helping with cravings is something called EFT. Now this is short for emotional freedom technique and it's essentially very soft acupressure, I guess we can call it that. But the way it works is you tap on specific parts of the body and that'll actually act as a reset button so to speak so you don't have cravings for those specific foods specifically what that means is because it is called the emotional freedom technique is it frees you from the emotional assigning of that habit so a really good example of this was when I saw a live demonstration of it in hypnotherapy school when people were having cravings for chocolate they did the EFT a couple times and they realized they didn't want the chocolate It's not that they despise the chocolate or somehow, some way they developed a chocolate allergy, which as a kid who grew up with a chocolate allergy, I can testify that that is not fun. But there was just an indifference to it. They acknowledged that the chocolate was there, but they didn't want it because there was no emotional value in eating the chocolate. So when you apply that to unhealthy habits, it actually goes a long way, which is amazing. Right? It's amazing that people can just change from tapping on certain parts of the body. It's amazing. Now, I do have to leave a caveat. Hypnotherapy can help with weight loss so long as it's less than 25 pounds. Anything more than that, and there needs to be a medical referral before any kind of hypnotherapy can happen. After that, as long as your hypnotherapist works with your physician, it's all good. And I guess that would be kind of a good segue into a better definition of hypnotherapy from a service or even a legal standpoint. Hypnotherapy is an adjunct service. So if you have a habit that you wanna kick, then awesome. There's like a 90% chance that hypnotherapy can work with you on that on its own. But if there is something more pressing that you wanna work on, like say somebody comes in and says, I wanna lose 35 pounds within a certain amount of time, what that would look like is the hypnotherapist can help build the conditioning as extra support from the physician, nutrition, personal trainer, whoever it is. So it's really just about pairing those two things together. That's what makes hypnotherapy the most powerful. So now that that tangent is done and out of the way, the final reason The golden goose for a lot of hypnotherapists, for why people go to hypnotherapy, is smoking cessation. And there's a lot of reasons why this is the case. The biggest one being, there are generations of people who started smoking, which means if they started, then they could end it. And at the end of the day, it's really a habit that has really severe health problems in the long run. Now, some may argue that there's an issue with the fact that you may need a medical referral because it affects your lungs. But the reality is, and again, this is what I was taught, so it may change over time, and if it does change, I will change accordingly. You got my word on that. But smoking doesn't need a medical referral, because there isn't any medical origin for why it starts in the first place. Nobody is genetically or medically predisposed to smoking. More often than not, it happens because of social influences like peer pressure or commercials back when 9 out of every 10 doctors would recommend cigarettes. And unlike other drugs and other substances like alcohol, there's no additional consequences or problems that come with smoking, and I'm pretty sure the same concept applies to vaping as well. So yes, make no mistake, it's 100% a nasty habit. But it's still first and foremost a habit. And habits are a hypnotherapist's bread and butter. All it takes is some good old conditioning, and then over time, little by little, because we don't want to necessarily shock the system into withdrawal. That's what I think a lot of people will be concerned about with hypnotherapy and smoking cessation. Because at the end of the day, when you go completely cold turkey, your body is going to react in a way of like, no, 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 no. This isn't how we do things. Let's go back to how it is, and then it'll punish you through, you know, the smoking withdrawals. It takes multiple weeks and multiple sessions to cease from smoking with hypnotherapy, but that doesn't change the fact that that habit can be changed and even replaced with something healthier and productive. And there are a lot of different ways that this can go about. I've heard people say that the magic number, and this is not a cure, again, the magic number for ceasing somebody to from smoking by a hypnotherapist is six weeks or six sessions, and you go little by little until they no longer want the cigarettes. Which is how I would do the hypnosis for smoking cessation. I would take what their average amount is and then take four cigarettes off. And then the next week, I would take another X amount of cigarettes off until it narrows down to zero. That way their body's not in shock and we get the progress that we want. For some people, it's as easy as switching hands. Because again, habits. If you smoke with your right hand and suddenly you're hypnotized into smoking with your left hand, it's gonna be so uncomfortable and so unfamiliar that sometimes that can be the trick. It's really just a matter of the client. But all that to say, there are different ways of getting in the same goal. Now, again, these are not the end all be all reasons to go to hypnotherapy. Some other examples could be trauma, or grief, or maintaining ADHD, depending on the severity of it. And some people even go to regress into past lives if they believe that. I'm actually writing a book right now that's based off of my own personal sessions for that. So there are dozens, maybe even hundreds of reasons to go see a hypnotherapist, but it all comes down to whether or not it's a habit or a mindset that could be fixed with the proper conditioning. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Get Lost so you can find your way home. I gotta say, I appreciate the patience through the past month of April. uh, I decided to take a hiatus, which was very much needed because even though I wanna be committed to this and I wanna be committed to content for you guys, I don't wanna do it at the risk of burning myself out, which is actually what happened with my first podcast. So again, I appreciate the patience, but now we're back at it. And now we're just gonna see where it goes. If you're interested in using hypnotherapy for yourself, or if any of these top three reasons sparked some interest for you, I'll attach a link to my calendar below so you can schedule an appointment with me in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, here's to finding your way.